The other night I attended a concert with a friend of mine. Ah, yes, it gave me a pain. My friend asked me why I didn't enjoy the concert, and I had to explain. When I first saw the light of the day, I could hear my father play. He played a song on his slide trombone, and he always played it this way. He tried to teach me how, but it sounded like our cow. Instead of pushing a slide trombone, I should have been pushing a plow. But he made me practice for hours and hours and weeks and months and years. Beethoven, Chopin, Brahms, and Strauss were enough to drive anyone out of our house. Oh, I know they're great. They're greater than great. But how much meat can you put on a plate? I don't want to complain. But when I hear a musical strain, I just have to shout. Oh, I hate music. I can't stand chords in G. I'd rather hear coyote howl out on the lone prairie. Oh, I hate music, especially when it's played. Now listen closely and you shall hear why musicians should never get paid. Doesn't that sound silly? So you see what I mean when I say, Oh, I hate music. I just can't stand that refrain. That melody is nearly driving me insane. I think I'll go right home and practice. Welcome to the Old Cowser Radio Show. We opened up this week with uh, Jess, Stacy on the keyboards, and he performed Candlelights. It was a uh, big Spiderbeck composition. And it was followed by Jerry Colonna singing I Hate Music. That was composed by Johann Sebastian Bodenheim. I am the old codger, Courtney Edison, the golden voice that has inspired tens of thousands of aspiring young broadcasters to seek other lines of work. Today we opened a fan mail bag and hundreds of letters and postcards from people spanning the globe. I have no idea how they listen to us on the radio in Dead Horse, Arkansas, or Maladroit, Michigan, the FM radio signals don't travel that far. Maybe someone is making illicit recordings of the program and mailing out tapes. Well, if so, I'm sure that this constitutes some sort of federal crime. Uh, we, we cannot, at the Old Carter Show, cannot legally condone such actions. But we do promise to look the other way. Just as long as nobody converts this program into digital format. For that, we support the maximum criminal penalty under existing statutes. I'd uh, wheel out the guillotines, or, or use mine. I clean the blades every few weeks. I make sure the mechanism is well-oiled and operates smoothly. One quick drop, and decapitation is instantaneous and meticulous. You don't want a dull blade. Dull guillotine blades sometimes require do-overs, because after the first drop, the job is only half done. Why do you want to waste time on inefficient labor? Now, I use only Del Barton guillotine blades. Uh, they are division of Del Barton steel. Anyway, back to the fan mail. Uh, we got a letter from a lad at uh, Knox 79 p.m. record auction house in Texas. He's listening in Texas. I don't know. The kid says there are three loyal old codger listeners here at the Knox office. 
There's one additional hanger-on who works here, but he is a poltroon who deserves neither respect nor salary. He constantly sings god-awful Annette Hanshaw tunes in the style of Loritz Melchior. And every time this bozo sees a single-sided Victor Red Seal disc, he yells, Oh, this is so cool, because one side is blank. Well, that's the letter I got. Anyway, this buckaroo then asks me for my autograph. He wants my autograph on an old Bluebird 78 RPM sleeve. I think we can accommodate this youngster. Well, moving along with the program, we have to pay bills here at the Old Codger program. So right now, Gus Bodenheim is here with a new sponsor for the Old Codger radio show. You know, a few weeks ago, we introduced a new product from Del Barton Kitchens. It was called Beyond Mouse. Well, today, Gus will tell you about another fine Del Barton delicacy, Hardly Hamster. Ah, listen to the children play out there. Not my own, of course. This is my side gig. What can we learn from observing their innocence, their lightness of spirit, their natural eagerness? Not much, I dare say, but one can't help but be impressed by just how much grub they can cram into their tiny bodies. And when they come screaming in here demanding lunch, I have a simple solution that works a treat every time. My secret is hardly hamster. It's a soy and sawdust-based hamster substitute with the flavor profile of real hamster and no marsupial aftertaste. Hardly hamster is paleo-accessible and suitable for moderate veganish dabblers with only 1% of the actual hamster polyphenol flavonoids that children love so. Hardly hamster is 3D printed in a choice of four sizes. Minuscola. Piccola, normale, and for those with a hearty hunger, gigantesco. But whether or not they're as impressed by pretentious Italianate size designations as are their cosmopolitan adult counterparts, your little tribe of rodent-gobbling tots will fall for it every time. Hardly hamster. From the Del Barton kitchens to your table. And after that, it's not our problem. chocolate shake Venus de Milo had charms she gave the Greeks quite a break now that poor gal is minus her arms from doing the chocolate shake it was under an African sun that Stanley met old Livingston while the gal shook their fruit he blew on his flute zigging the zag while en route Zoot! they introduced a new thrill that killed them on old Sugar Hill. Then it spread like a rhythmical quake, keeping Manhattan awake, doing the chocolate shake. Thank you. 
Once upon a time, there were three bears. A papa bear, and a mama bear, and a baby bear. They lived in the house. The mama bear had made some porridge, but it was much too hot. They decided to take a walk, a walk through the park. While away from the house along came Goldilocks. She noticed no one home, so in the house she went. And there she saw three chairs. The papa's chair was much too hot, and mama's chair was much too soft, and the baby's chair was just right, but she broke it all to pieces. Then she noticed the porridge. Papa's porridge was much too hot. Mama's porridge was much too cold. Baby's porridge was just right, and she ate it all up. Then ah. she noticed the stairs up to the bedroom. There she saw three beds. The papa's bed was much too hot. The mama's bed was much too soft. The baby's bed was just right. She fell asleep. Along came the three bears. The papa bear said somebody was in our house. Mama bear said somebody was in our house. The baby bear said somebody was in our house. I wonder who it can be. The papa's bear said... Somebody sat in my chair. The mama bear said, somebody sat in my chair. The baby bear said, somebody sat in my chair and broke it all to pieces. Then they noticed the porridge was eaten. The papa's porridge was much too hot. The mama's porridge was much too cold. The baby porridge was just right, but it was all eaten up. Ah! And they noticed footsteps. Up the stairs they went, and there they saw the bedroom door was open. In they went. Papa Bear said, somebody messed up my bed. Mama Bear said, somebody messed up my bed. The baby bear said, somebody messed up my bed. And there she is, Goldilocks. Waking her up with the start, away she ran, out the window, away from the bears, running, 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 away. The bears came back home. Close their doors, and they lived ever happily ever after. And that is the story of the three little bears. Would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long, funny ears Kicks up at anything he hears His back is brawny, but his brain is weak He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak And by the way, if you hate to go to school You may grow up to be a mule Or would you like to swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are, Rudy? Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are a terrible disgrace. He has no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. But if you don't care a feather or a fig... You may grow up to be a pig. Or would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. And be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a fish? A fish won't do anything but swim in a brook. He can't write his name or read a book. To fool the people is his only thought. And though he's slippery, he still gets caught. But then if that sort of life is what you wish, you may grow up to be a fish. A new kind of jumped-up slippery fish, and all the monkeys are in the zoo. Every day you meet quite a few. So you see, it's all up to you. You can be better than you are. You could be swinging on a star.
You're listening to the Old Cadger Radio Show on WFMU, where we only play 70 RPM records. Uh, we opened up that set with the great Ivy Anderson. She was the chick singer with the Duke Ellington Orchestra, Duke Ellington and his famous orchestra, and we heard Ivy Anderson singing Chocolate Shake. That was followed by Boyd Rayburn, and he uh, had a little fantasy there called Boyd Meets Stravinsky. Then, oh, Sam Ulano. Sam Ulano is uh, an old friend of mine. He was known as Mr. Rhythm. He played with everybody. Drums, of course, drums, great percussionist. And we heard Sam Ulano's uh, doing drums, fairy tales, and he told the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. He was playing drums while he was reciting the nursery rhyme. Uh, then we heard uh, Bing Crosby and Swinging on a Star, and then we ended up with a fine lady uh, who played the harp. Ruth Berman, jazz harp, that's right, jazz harp by Ruth Berman. We heard uh, Ruth Berman, her harp, and her orchestra with Denora. Well, uh, you know, we soon hope to be adding the Bodenheim Institute for Chronic Misanthropy to our roster of fine sponsors of the Old Codger Show. Lola Bell Pancake, she's my accounts manager, she's twisting some arms over there. They owe us favors because we have been giving work to otherwise unemployable Bodenheims. And apparently, the, uh, the Bodenheim Institute, which for the past 100 years has only treated members of the extended Bodenheim family, well, the, the Institute is now undergoing a financial strain. It seems they are running out of Bodenheims to treat. The Bodenheim gene pool is drying up. So, the, the Institute is going to be launching a program to expand their client base, and we hope they advertise on the Old Codger Show. We'll find out soon. Now, I want to reminisce about the Bodenheims. They had an uncle, uh, Boris Bodenheim. He's one of the few Bodenheims who was ever functional enough to hold an actual job. Well, Boris had a peculiar talent. Well, he had many, in fact. Uh, All of them were peculiar. It's part of the Bodenheim DNA. Anyway, Boris was working in an office and uh, once he got a memo from the boss that was written in bureaucratic jargon that was so convoluted that nobody else in the office could figure out what the hell the boss was talking about. Well, Boris had the Bodenheim literary gift, had the peculiar gift. He crafted a response that was equally dense with bureaucratic gibberish. I mean, he, he said absolutely nothing in 500 words, and, and those 500 words had over 2,000 syllables. It was impenetrable. Well, the people around Boris read it. Well, they tried to. They agreed. It was incredibly meaningless mumbo-jumbo of the highest order. So Boris sent it to the boss. He waits. And then the boss sends Boris a thank-you note and offers him a promotion. Another time, Boris gets called into the boss's office. The boss, they had a really bad year once, and the boss tells him, that they're, they're losing money, and they needed to find ways to trim the budget. So the, the boss didn't want to fire Boris. He needed him. He was important. The boss says to Boris, you know, I'm really sorry, Boris, but uh, you've got to take a 50% salary cut. And Boris looks at the boss, and he says, no way. And the boss looks at Boris and says, oh, okay. And Boris says, what? You ask me to take a 50% salary cut. I say no, and you just say, well, okay? And the boss says, Well, you never know. You might have said yes. That Boris passed away many years ago, but his talented niece, Unita, has been doing announcing for us on this program. She's been uh, doing commercial breaks, and she's a delight. So here is Unita Bodenheim introducing yet another new sponsor, Kelvin Butts' Pantrypedia. Ladies, is your family sick and tired of Frankfurter night? Is every hen party a pot luck? Does your husband rave about his mother's succotash while eating yours? Then you need Kelvaline Butts's Pantropedia. That's Butts with a Z. A certified expert, she has compiled 9,000 laboratory-tested food recipes guaranteed to make you a star. In the kitchen, the Pantropedia's nutritious contents are economical and elegant. You'll get 25 pages of gelatin-based entrees and desserts, 16 ideas for ambrosia, and a world of sherbets. Impress your 
friends with memorable horse doovers, including 38 different canapes and anchovy treatments. When the boss comes for dinner, clinch hubby's promotion with brown trigger balls, pineapple sauerkraut aspic, and bologna loaf five ways. The beguiling chocolate cake will guarantee the executive washroom key. The secret is mayonnaise. Chapters on meats from your butcher and your backyard include handy how-tos on the removal of scent glands. Along with foolproof guidelines for picture-perfect boiled chicken, extra crispy pot roast, and pork chop sous vide, plus tips on botulism, you'll get depression-era favorites like squirrel fricassee, barbecued raccoon in a tangy sauce, and comforting woodchuck pie, plus exotic regional specialties like roast beaver a la Michigan, and so much more. When used with strong table kitchen twine, the Pantropedia also makes a safe booster seat for baby. Look for Kelvaline Butts' Pantropedia in your supermarket alongside Del Barton Publishing's other titles such as You and Your Denture, My Secret Neighbor, and Romance in Aisle 4. given by the king on his birthday last year, and there are no regulations at all. What a rare municipal park. You can walk on the grass, you can picnic anywhere. When you ride on the switchback, no one ever takes your fare. And if you're fond of swimming, there's a pool over there where you can go in absolutely stark. What a nice municipal park. If a love or a flower, you can pluck them at your ease. In the zoo, you can feed the monkeys anything you please. And if you find me fond of hell, I move beneath the trees. You don't even have to wait until it's dark. What a swell municipal park. What a nice municipal park. What a rare municipal park. When a city ordinance kill your chances when you feel the need of a lock. What a kindly king he must be. What a most unselfish monarch, who instead of building Yeah. 
No fond 
spread before me The future is stormy A winter that's gray and old Unless there's magic The end will be tragic And echo the tale that's been told So often My life revolved about him What earthly good am I What lies before me, the future is stormy, a winter that's gray and old. Unless there's magic, the end will be tragic, and echo the tale that's been told so often. My life revolves about him. What set of music here on the Old Country Show, we started out with Cole Porter singing his song, What a Nice Municipal Park. The Brox sisters sang How Many Times. Then we heard the New Orleans Blackbirds with Redhead Blues, and finally Ruth Edding with Body and Soul. Well, I'm Courtney T. Edison, the Old Country here on WFMU, playing 70 RPM records every uh, Thursday night. You could call me the spokesman for my generation because I'm the only one left. The way I look at it, if I can't take it with me, I ain't going. However, I will go to your public or private event if, if you pay me enough money. And that payment must include 15% for my agent, Lola Bell Pancake. I will provide the Victrola and the fine 70 RPM platters. I will entertain your guests and satisfaction is guaranteed. Or you you can try real hard to get your money back. <laughs> if you want to book an appearance by the old codger, just contact Lola Bell at her agency, the International House of Pancake. And, and don't make fun of her name. Many people do. There's nothing funny about the name Lola Bell. Anyway, let's get back to the music here on the old Codger Philco Cheap Cigar Boudoir on WFMU. I always wanted to waltz in Berlin. Waltz in Berlin. Waltz in Berlin. The way things look, we'll be waltzing right in. Right into Germany. Uncle Sam will be leading the band. Eins, zwei, drei, one, two, three. Ach, du lieber victory. Always wanted to waltz in Berlin. Under the linden tree. Und I always wanted to watch on the Rhine. Watch on the Rhine. Watch on the Rhine. We'll watch and watch until everything's fine. Over in Germany. And here is how we will keep them in line. Eins, zwei, drei, one, two, three. Jump, I give you liberty. Always wanted to waltz in Berlin. Under the linden tree. I always wanted to fly to Berlin, fly to Berlin, fly to Berlin. The way things look, we'll be flying right in, right into Germany. And we will drop down a present or three. Eins, zwei, drei, one, two, three. Ach, du lieber factory. Always wanted to waltz in Berlin. Under the linden tree. I wonder how many of you folks today would like to be my partner waltzing down the streets of Berlin.
Sinatra, ah, Frank Sinatra, Frankie, me boy, don't know, you have a perfect voice to sing Calypso, what did they say? Ah, Frankie Sinatra, ah, Frank Sinatra, Frankie, me boy, don't know, you have a perfect voice to sing Calypso, why not make it this with the Houdini, singing the West Indian melody, Frankie, me boy, I'm showing sell two million copies or more. Oh, Frankie Sinatra, oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, my boy, don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. It can be Dick Ames or Bing Crosby. Bet me money on little Frankie. I know he have the ability to sing Calypso symphoniously. Bobby Socks would know I have made you the high priest of Calypso. Oh, Frankie Sinatra. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, my boy, you don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. All West Indian would be bummed to say when they hear the serenade break of day. Frank Sinatra is getting off. Wilmot Houdini is a love. Music is a thing, Frankie, that you know. With your ability, only leave the accent to Houdini. What I said? Oh, Frankie Sinatra. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, my boy, you don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. Today in America, they talk about the Andrew sister. When they sing Roman Coca-Cola, but we bring them something now better. What I said. Oh, Frankie Sinatra. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, my boy, don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. Chopping, let him have his chop. When a porter's scrubbing, let him have his mop. Every man to his own profession. Let a doctor tend to ease an aching back. Woo, yeah. Let a railroad workman switch his railroad track. Let the laundry helper fill his laundry sack. Every man to his own profession. When a carpenter's sawing on a piece of wood Don't you be bragging that you also could He might hand you his saw and give a wise old call You might start sawing and saw your fingers off When a school mom's teaching, let her teach her school When it comes to women, don't you be no fool When it's life in general, here's the golden rule Every man to his own profession.
be sawing on a piece of wood Don't you be bragging that you also could He might hand you his saw and give a wise old cough <coughs> You might start sawing and saw your fingers off When a school mom's teaching, let her teach at school When it comes to women, don't you be no fool When it's life in general, here's the golden rule Every man to his own profession So consult an expert If you don't want to be hurt Every man to his own profession
She likes to be Lancou. Now I never like to be Lancou, but she likes to be Lancou, and that's my weakness now. She likes saxophones. I never liked this, but she likes saxophones, and that's my weakness now. She likes engagement rings. Now I never liked engagement rings, but she likes engagement rings, and that's my weakness now. Oh yes, oh yes, and we're heading for the parson's door, I guess. Another thing, she likes walking home. Now I don't remember walking home, but she likes walking home, and that's my weakness now. She likes taxi cabs. Now I never rode in a taxi cab, but she likes taxi cabs, and that's my weakness now. She likes caviar. Now who ever heard of caviar? But she likes caviar. And that's my weakness now. I spend and spend, but I have a fear I'm getting near the end. She likes orchids pink. Now I never bought my orchids pink, but she likes orchids pink, and that's my weakness now. Well, the program's coming to a close. I'm sad to say. So we'll do a little recap there on what the music that we heard. We all, we all started out with Little Jack Little, and he sang a wonderful song from 1944-1945, I've Always Wanted to Dance in Berlin. After that was the great Calypsonian, Wilmoth Houdini, and he sang about the Bobby Sox Idol, of course, with Frank Sinatra. Uh, Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five, with every man to his own profession. Then we heard Miff Mole and his molars. That's Miff Mole's molars and the Davenport Blues. That was composed by Bix Beiderbeck. And finally, Whispering Jack Smith sang the, the classic That's My Weakness Now. Well, the old God, this, is, this is the old Codger, Courtney T. Edison. I'll be back next week. Now, I have to clear out of here right now because Lola Bell Pancake, she's my, my aide-de-camp, she's my, uh, my agent, my manager, my advertising sales representative. Uh, she has requested the use of my Pouton Shanty for her weekly Mahjong group. Now, normally, they do this Mahjong group at the home of Floridix Hundwasser, but the Hundwasser house was overrun by a pack of wild ferrets. Uh, the whole family had to abandon the premises. So the, the Hundwassers are staying with cousins all over the tri-state area until they can uh, negotiate their right of return. These are really nasty ferrets. It's a plague of them. It's a total infestation. Anyway, the gals cannot miss their Mahjong night. It's very important to them. So as soon as this program concludes, any minute now, they are coming in here to set up their tables and chairs and their walls of tiles, Mahjong tiles and the pitchers of lemonade, and the plates of cookies. That's right, the women are taking over the pouting shanty. What's next? Lady DJs? Ah, it's a sad state of affairs. I'm just going to retreat into my bunker and spend a few hours on my hobby, squirrel taxidermy. Now, coming up next, is, stay tuned, is a Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. You know, I, I always stick around and listen to Hardy White's program, but I have no idea what he's talking about. Nobody does. But he could get away with it, because he's got hardy white privilege. Anyway, this is a WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, in uh, New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and online, as they say, uh, at WFMU.org, I've been told to explain. Well, the old Codger show is over now, but you have a constitutional right to remain. Welcome to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Join me now, won't you, as we spend some time together, as we travel together without going anywhere. So just kick off your shoes. You can't do that on an airplane, or you shouldn't. 
Take off your hat and raise your right hand. Take off your hat. That's a Three Stooges uh, reference. I won't make one of those again. Bless you. Welcome. Oh, hello, my friend. I'm Hardy White. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. I want you to come on in. This is a very special radio show today because I'm going to take you on my time machine. Now, if you're a regular listener, you're saying, well, I'm pretty sure that you've taken us on the time machine before. I know you've gone to ancient New Jersey, and there was that time that you accidentally turned on into a house because you had to go see Dorothy Kilgallen. I know, but those were actually recreations. Today, I'm going to take you on the time machine with me. And I won't tell you why until we're in it. Well, that's kind of scary. Oh, everything's scary if you allow it to be. I want you to come on in now. You don't have to sit. You don't have to stand. That's the beauty of radio. What is this place? You won't even ask that because you don't really know where you are. Oh, I'm so glad you're with me. We're going to get it started up. And here we go. Well, Hardy, I was wondering, wait, don't wonder, because we have gone far into the future and you're already dead. Well, now, what? Oh, hold that thought. Oh, now we're in the distant past and you haven't been born yet. Hardy, what, what are you doing? I'm still here. I still exist. Oh, kind of, sort of. What are you trying to do to me, Hardy White? Well, I am trying to reset you. You see, you have become tethered to your time, to your place, to your era. And now I'm going to rip away those ropes that hold you down like the Hindenburg. It didn't end well for the Hindenburg. It doesn't end well for anybody or anything. So we're going to go a place where there is no end and there is no beginning. In the time machine, we can be any place at once. And you can be uh, no one and everyone at once. You can exist and not exist. What does that even mean? Why are you doing this to me? Well, listen. I want you to just soak in your existence without having to think of anything. See, now all those concerns you had about the time you were in, all those events are long over. Whoop, nope, they never, they haven't even happened yet. Oh, and now they're long over. So we're going to be in that place together. Well, now you're trying to confuse me. Am I? Yes. Well, in a way I am. I want you to soak in your existence. See, there's some things you can do with water. Now, I'm going to break all the rules of radio because a lot of times those who would uh, present something to you on radio or television or in a book, they have a story to tell. They have something they want you to think or they want to persuade you or at least show you something and have you feel something. But this is different. I guess... The comparison would be, do you ever see one of those water shows where they have the fountains, the timed fountains, and the fountain goes up and it turns into a dragon and the water flies over the crowd and it goes back in and woo! And then there's taking a bath. This is more like taking a bath. We are going to soak in that. There's nothing really entertaining about bath water. It's the soaking that's the good part. It's the losing yourself. You feel like, oh, when I'm in a bath, it feels like I haven't been born yet or I've never been born. Is this a sensory deprivation tank, Hardy? Oh, it's more than that. This show is a logic and linear thought deprivation tank. You're going to have your brain kind of come apart and just float into pieces in all directions. How can that be good for me? Listen, right now, you are probably feeling the anxiety of futility, the futility of concern. You have all of these things that you're thinking about, self-preservation, the preservation of others, oh, pain, joy, they're all in you. And you've all, you've differentiated all of them. We're going to go and mix them all back up again. Why would you want to do that? Because we never do that. We never subject ourselves to that. And I'm going to take you in the time machine where your brain's going to come apart. Oh, there's nothing better than taking something apart to see how it works. I used to take apart things when I was a child. Somebody would give me a radio and I would take it apart and I would say, 
hey, that's what it looks like when it's broken. It didn't really give me any insight to how it worked, and I was not able to put it back together. I did this with watches and clocks. I would take them apart, and I'd say, well, look at the components. And then I would rearrange them so they were a picture or something. It would no longer be a clock. It wouldn't work in the sense that, uh, that things are supposed to work. But I wasn't really concerned with telling time to begin with. I wasn't really concerned with hearing any kind of radio program. A dead radio is just as good as a live radio if you have an imagination. Take that old dead radio and just stick it up to your head. Put it up to your ear. I don't hear anything. Oh, you will if you listen carefully. If I do this right, if I do this right, you will never need to hear Hardy White ever again. Who are you anyway, sir? Oh, I'm nobody. Are you a person? Are you a character? Are you a meme? Are you an idea? Are you a ghost? Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Hey, listen, if you do need to sit down, there is sort of a chair right there. You can sit down. You don't need a chair to sit down, do you? And you don't need a book to hear a story. You can hear one of those in your head and you can stop it when you're bored. You don't have to say, I've got to finish that book. I, I started it and now I've got to get through it to the other end of it. Why? Why? Oh, my gosh. Listen, do you hear anything? Is that an engine? Where are we in time now? I thought you said we were in the distant past. I don't even know right now. We could be completely outside of time. Did you ever see those science fiction movies? Sometimes that'll happen on Doctor Who. Doctor, are we in the future or the past? Oh, we somehow popped outside of it. Well, that doesn't seem right uh, because I'm hungry. And that seems like there's going to be, I wasn't earlier, therefore has time passed? And you go, oh, it's only passing relative, blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't even do that here. <laughs> it doesn't even pass relative to anything. You look at the clock. Can you see it? No, there, was, there isn't even a clock. That's the beauty of this, isn't it? We're just pure sound. I'm pure sound and you're pure sound and that's all we need right now. I would love to be able to tell you something definitively. And I've tried. Oh my gosh, I've tried. I've tried to tell you stories uh, that I think that I know the meaning of. For instance, the other day I was speaking about my, my great-grandmother. I had a great-grandmother when I was very young, and I remember her very well. I called her Gigi. Not because she was an exotic French actress. It just stood for great-grandmother. And by the time you have a lot of that, you run out of names. You know, you got a couple grandmothers, right? You know, and then um, on top of that, uh, you know, you got to have names for each one of them. And you don't want them to overlap. You go, oh, that one's me-ma, ma-ma, grandma, grammy. 